Hey everyone, and welcome to Who Is She, the podcast of The Camaraderie NYC. The Camaraderie is a social group for women in New York, and we focus on having fun and making friends. That's it? That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so this podcast is a place where you can see into the life and minds of fellow New Yorkers. And today we have with us Natalie Carabell. Yeah. Did I say that correctly? You did. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> so Natalie, um, what brings you to New York? Um, do you like it in New York? <laughs> Tell us. It was always my dream to be in New York um, ever since I can remember. And so when I graduated college, I'm like, it needs to happen. I didn't think through necessarily like well, how much money that would take or all the other elements. But <laughs> as soon as I got here, this, this was it. And Where are you from? I'm from Florida. Oh, okay. Which is a little bit like Little New York, but much colder, um, which I was also not prepared for. Um, yeah. But when, <laughs> but when things are because New York is not an easy place to be all the time. Like some people in their heads think it's this perfect imaginary world, but when things get really strange or difficult, I sometimes just go to Times Square and like look up and think about the fact that this is at one point this is all I wanted. Right. Yeah. Uh, and like New York is like kind of like it's it like. So many people from all over the world are like coming to New York all it's the time. The, it's the dream for a lot of yeah. people for it to exist that way. Yeah. That's the right perspective. That's like something really key that you can do. It's funny because we all talk about how much we hate Times Square. Sorry, Doris. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like Times Square. But to go there poignantly, to look up and appreciate it, that's such a beautiful thing. I brought was there and I used to never go. For years I was here. I never Same went here. to a show. Yeah. And I want to say two years ago I started going a lot. Yeah. And then yeah. you, you like, like remember that ma magic moment of people coming here for that dream. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Excited. Yeah. so what, what do you find challenging um, in life, in New York, in, in general? I think New York always revs up, I think, a lot of people's anxieties and issues. Everyone is moving. Everyone is going. And if you don't know where you're going, mm. it brings a lot of insecurities and questions. So what does that mean for you? And so I feel like a lot of, like for me and a lot of my friends, we sometimes feel that more isolated in a place that's so crowded because everyone feels like they're off doing these wonderful, amazing, magic things. And if you're not doing that or you don't feel in that moment, you're like, is it, is it me that's the problem? Like, how can I, why am I the broken one in that mm. case? You're touching on such an important thing there because mm. it does. It makes you feel like if you're not doing something, and it's crazy because any other place you go, you're able to just exist. If you go to the grocery store and come home and make a stir fry, you're like good for the yeah, day. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> existing and surviving is enough. And here you really feel like there's something pushing you to always do more and be better. Um, so being mindful of the fact that the city's doing that to you and it's not your problem is like something. What, what do you feel gets you through that? You know. Well, sometimes you just have a hard day and there's, yeah. nothing, there's, nothing, there's nothing I can do. No, no. Um, but, but at a certain point, you, ha you have to make a decision that you can do small things to, to get you back there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we forget, and I, and I do this trick sometimes, is if maybe I feel out of my social circle or I don't feel connected, is to talk to random people just when you're doing things. So if you're going grocery shopping, you can engage in small ways. So everyone's wearing really big hoop earrings now and I love them to death but you can talk to literally anyone with a hoop earring and be like I love your hoop earrings and have just two minutes it doesn't have to be an extraordinary right. please don't ask some like crazy personal questions but if you just have a moment where you connect is your entire day will shift just based off of that right it's a little, little moment you have with someone Absolutely. yeah it seems as if like so many people think that everyone's got it together but really it's not so isolating if you just open up your mouth and say hello 
You right, know? exactly. You, instead of just staying into your and no, world. And no one had yeah. it together. No yeah. one has it together. No one has <laughs> no it together. One. It's everyone so true. <laughs> like everyone, Oprah. Everyone. <laughs> well, I think I think that's kind of great is like nowadays people are opening up more about that. It's true. Like even you see famous people, they're being like, oh, I deal with depression or anxiety. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shh. You know, I thought you had that together, you know, yeah. like. No, it's great and that people are starting to talk. It's great because we are, we are, you know, we have so much more than um, just one superficial level. And I think that's great. That's like kind of what the camaraderie wants to get everyone to connect, you know. And so about the camaraderie, um, how did you hear about it? Um, what Have you made I a had a friend of a friend forward it to me. And she was supposed to come with me. That was whole, the whole arrangement. And then I signed up and she did not. <laughs> And I was like, oh, hell. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. We're going to see what, it, what this is. And getting fact. yourself out. And, and my rule for events, too, is I have two drinks and then I'm out. So, like, <laughs> if that's it, then I can maintain it. I can go through two drinks. You can always stand by the bar if, like, you don't know anyone. It's fine. And after that, if you feel uncomfortable, then you can leave. It's, it's fine. You try. You try. Um, but after that, if you're still there, then maybe you can give it a chance. Uh, and so that's kind of what I did. And then... All of a sudden, years later, I'm still here. So <laughs> I feel like the two drink rule worked in this case. So it's been it's been nice. And also, consistency. I feel like in New York is key, right? Because there's so many things happening all the time. So if you're doing things on a monthly basis, you're coming to the monthly um, events. You start to see the same people, and you can maybe the first time you didn't get close or kind of had a very surface level conversation. There's still opportunity to eventually grow that further. So yeah, exactly. And I think the thing that's nice about the camaraderie is we have so many events of such different topics always, and you don't have to come to all of them. If you come to right. one every now and then, you know that it's a safe place that you can go whenever it suits you. Exactly. So, yeah. What's a piece of advice that you would give to your younger self at this point in your life? So I, that's always, I feel like, the fun, popular question. Then I, I know. I know. So, <laughs> um, so one of the biggest things is, is I'm type 1 diabetic, and I... And what you brought up about people being more open about anxiety and all different challenges is when I was little, no one talked about it. And it was always, do what you need to do, but just don't say anything. That you're don't, don't mention what you're going through. It's just something you need to handle to do the rest of your life. And it was only about maybe a year and a half ago that I started being open about it and talking about it and discussing it. And I wish I did that much earlier. But I have heard from a lot of diabetics around my age who grew up with it that we had the same mindset. It was like, cover, behave, don't describe your issues uh, and now that I'm, I'm open about it, not only is it easier for me to do what I need to do to survive, but also I'm actually more comfortable be, being more on top of it. Yeah. So right. things have gotten better with time because I'm just, it's part of who I am. It's not my definition. But right. it was shocking to me how, really how long that I, I lived in that kind of world because I thought that that's what it was supposed to be like. Right. And also like accepting it, you come to terms with accepting that and then you can grow from it. And what, like, challenges you face with your diabetes, you're able to, instead of just covering it up all the time, I'm sure, I'm sure there's something that you've learned from now accepting it, right? Yeah, and actually, it was interesting because I meditated, I, I went to all these things, I did all this stuff because there was something that was just not working for me. And then it, was, it seemed like the most obvious thing, anyone would have pointed this out, but I was like, no, I was actually really angry at my own body for the fact that it, it in my perspective, betrayed me. It, wasn't, mm. it was making me do all these things on a daily basis. And then once I let that anger go, it was much easier for me to do all these other things that, that I wanted to do. Yeah. And, and how, did, how did you let that anger go? I know it's, <laughs> you know, is there through meditation or through 
Honestly, it's the fact that everyone has something. Right. Yeah. I'm okay, not, yeah. I may be one of only so many people that is diabetic, but every single person has that one thing that right. if it's something that's more of a, of a mental illness or something that's actually a physical illness or just, just issues, everyone has that one thing that they're trying to get past. I'm not the only one with that, mm-hmm. yeah. but it just happens to be a, a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I think that's a key part in surviving life, especially in the society that we're living in now is not, you know, it's really good because people are starting to really notice their issues or the things that we're dealing with challenges that are innate or have formed in our lives. But it's not just about acknowledging them and then like working to fix them. It's about accepting. Yeah. Like the, whatever you're dealing with may not leave you for your entire existence. Yep. And if you're just fighting it, forcing it right. to go, you could be kind of wasting your time mm-hmm. when what you could do is accept it and live your life in peace yeah. like, with whatever it is. And of course, that will take you on a route to dealing with it better. Absolutely. And then in the end, it can be a triumph rather than a something you've been struggling with. And you're like, wait, this is what I learned from that. Now I can share this with other people, exactly. you know, like with us, with, yes. you know, right. with the people who listen. And thank you so much for that, yeah. you know, because... You know, sometimes the pain is inevitable, but the struggling can be optional. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and the struggle is always a part of it. And I think, yeah, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but and I think that's important sometimes too because yeah. I do it also. I gloss over that aspect sometimes. I'm like, I'm feeling great today. Let me like, not. Right. but there, there is a struggle, and there will yeah. never, not necessarily, not be a struggle because it's the human condition to have <laughs> the, it's struggle, so exactly. the struggle. The yeah. struggle. It's but you're right. It's it's taking that. And doing something later from it. Give yourself a moment to be upset yeah, and angry right. and all that exactly. stuff. That's really important to do. Don't just like ignore it. But then make a, make a choice eventually to get past that point. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is something that you're really excited about? Well, I love traveling. Traveling mm-hmm. is my thing. Yeah. Um, and so, honestly, planning any and all trips. <laughs> uh, I went on a big trip in June. And then I realized I still had time off of work. And use all your days. So I never, like, I went through many years just not using all my days, which, why, why, why? was that happening? Why? And so two years ago, it was, it was like a new goal that I added to the list. I'm like, I will use every single day. Yeah. <laughs> and now that's what I do. So I'm looking forward to, I, I went to um, South Africa and Zimbabwe in June. I feel like wow. I, I want to go back to Africa next year. So I was just looking through my options. Yeah. So like, if I decide now and I take the time off and book it, it'll happen. Yes. When you wait till the last minute, it's just something that happens, like. Something always comes up. Yeah, right. So you have to take and that time out yourself. Uh, I do all kinds. So I okay. travel alone, alone a lot. I joined groups. Sometimes I go with friends. Um, and traveling solo, though, actually making the choice that you're going to go somewhere, want to go somewhere, is always the first step. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, you can find people along the way. Or friends will be like, oh, I want to go. And I'm like, listen, made the choice. I need to travel. Because when I waited, nothing ever happens. Nothing you ever saw everyone's schedules. Yeah. People want to go different places. So... I always start with the solo thought, and then if I find someone or find a tour I want to go on, then I decide, I'll just do that. Yeah. And how is Zimbabwe? I mean, amazing. (laughs) I feel like animals, I'm going to say animals are better than people, but animals are better than people. (laughs) They just are. And to see how they live and exist, and they're just amazing. I know. What was your favorite that you saw? Or a couple favorites? I, I mean, elephants are just really wonderful. I did not see a leopard. Leopards are one of my favorite animals. Yeah. And they're next on my list, so that's why I need to go back to see some of the leopards. They're hard to find, right? Or is that just snow leopards? They are hard to find. Leopards okay. are difficult. We, we heard one. And then, but you we never heard. saw it. How do you? How do you know <laughs> that's you what know? it was? <laughs> because someone apparently spotted one going across, and then he was—he uh, um, took a nap 
I don't blame, I don't blame him. That's kind of great to me. Yeah, he's like, you're It was fine, yeah. So we, we were like waiting patiently to see this leopard come out, and he was just sorry, I'm afternoon nap time. Um, but the elephants are extraordinary because they're so family oriented, and the way that they were just working together and, and playing around and existing, they're just so, they're just beautiful. Did you know an elephant's pregnancy term is two years? Two years. Yes, yes wow. really. I mean, I know. A there's a lot go. that needs to grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, oh, that's right. Each day, an elephant drinks 40 gallons of water. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Wow. Yeah. I know. How I, would you I need to get on my water. <laughs> You're like, picture an elephant, right? Let me get a gallon. Okay. A picture of an elephant in front of me as like a <laughs> like, I can't do this. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I gotta get Annie on this. This is my vision board. It's like, oh, <laughs> drinking water. <laughs> okay, so we do have a fire round. Questions for yes. you? Yes, yes, we do. Okay, so now these ones you can't think about. You just gotta like oh, say the no. first thing that comes to the top of your okay. mind, okay? okay? If you could instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? Teleportation. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Gene too, apparently. I've been thinking about that one for a really long time. It just yeah, like, uh, tell us one of your guilty pleasures. I love <laughs> s'mores. Yeah. Anything, I just, everything about a s'more makes me happy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We know. Yes. That's it. Uh, what's a spot that you would recommend for a New York City date? Oh, I like a good outdoors wine bar. Yes. Just sit there mm. and drink. <laughs> and maybe have a cheese plate maybe yeah, you can well, eat obviously, obviously <laughs> okay. that's, that's yeah, understated yeah what's your favorite weather situation <laughs> I like this in between season thing I feel like fall and spring have gone away but if they could just extend extend fall and that's spring that's all I need absolutely yeah, that's I all agree. I want a little bit cold sometimes a nice weather, a nice leather jacket you know yes, yes leather jackets I never get to wear them I always miss the season you always miss the one day and then I put it yes. on like three weeks too late and I'm sweating or <laughs> yeah. too cold or yeah <laughs> okay what's a country or a city that you would desire to live in oh that's a really I hard know. one sorry I know <laughs> I feel like Buenos Aires I loved so much if only I spoke the language but where I feel like Buenos Aires Buenos Aires oh my gosh yeah we learn Spanish. We, we've yes. been trying to learn Spanish right. together. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, so we have a connection. Oh, I right. And then you can learn, and then you can learn. Sorry. <laughs> so, so. All right. There we go. Bye. <laughs> camaraderie. Don't tell me all my problems. This right podcast. Camaraderie just lost it. <laughs> Anyways, famous person you would happily share a hot kiss with. Oh. Okay. Just like all of them, right? <laughs> I feel like I do. I feel like Liam Hemsworth needs some love, and he's just a very beautiful man. I would happily take him. If you're listening, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you never know. He's we got are some matchmakers now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I am on board with that. And last one: What's something that you wish people would relax about? That's hard. That's a hard New York City statement. I know. Like, how much time do we have? <laughs> I feel like jumping down people's throats as soon as they say something. Because I feel like sometimes it's like an immediate, like online, it's like all over the place. It's too much of an immediate um, reaction to things. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of taking the second to, to step back and think about maybe you said wrong or you've catch it on text or something that was different, just take one extra moment. Or maybe, right. like, you have no idea what's going on in their life. Oh, that, that's right. a good point. Just so, so they can have a bad day. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. That's a good one. People Respond jumping. Respond rather than react. That's one thing that I hear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hard one, but you should be yes. doing it. Yes. <laughs> should be doing that. Yeah. So. Anyways, this has been great. Oh, yeah. my God. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for joining us, Natalie. It's been such it's a pleasure. A long time coming. Yes. And thank you <laughs> to everyone tuning in and listening. Um, and Jane, our CEO of the Camaraderie, for <laughs> joining us. Jane Marie. We definitely didn't introduce ourselves at the yes. beginning. We're <laughs> novices at this. But next time. And Natalie Carvel, thank you. We'll Thanks, see you Anthony. around. And yeah. we'll Yay. see you next time. Thank you.